Welcome to Tash Talks Soul. My name is Natasha Beecroft. I'm founder of Soul Gazer. I'm a Reiki practitioner. I am a HR professional and I am a mother of three very young boys. So my oldest is six at the moment and my youngest is one. So it keeps me pretty busy. Um, I love talking about anything spiritual, anything energetic, quantum physics, you know, conspiracy theories about where we came from, what source is. Oh, I could talk for hours. And so here we are. What better way to get this all out of my system and stop boring my friends is to talk to the world. Uh, putting it out there, take it or leave it. Can talk for hours. So thank you for joining me. To kick off, I think that this first episode should be about the basics. So where I would like to start is might be a controversial perspective who knows, but why I think that counselling or therapy or really deep shadow work, basically having a good hard look at yourself and taking radical accountability for yourself is absolutely crucial for spiritual development. Now, you might be listening to me and thinking, what? why would I want to do that? But if you bear with me, let me explain. So in my observations, the whole toxic positivity and spiritual bypassing is a very real thing. Feels like there's gurus all over the internet at the moment, everywhere you look that talk about you just have to be positive and love and light and everything's amazing, which is amazing. But the other side of it is that basically how hard is it to suppress things? I mean, I know some of us are professionals, but can you think of an example in your day-to-day life where you've tried your hardest to suppress something very uncomfortable? Maybe something happened that brought up a little bit of shame, a bit of embarrassment for you, a bit of guilt, and you think, oh, God, that feels so yucky. I do not want to sit with those feelings. And so you sweep it under the rug. <sighs> there might have been, you know, a tinge of rage when your kid did that thing that you sometimes catch yourself doing. And instead of facing it and acknowledging it within yourself, it's just easier to scream your shame away at them or maybe the person that cut you off in traffic. I mean, we've all probably been there, done that. Uh, but, you know, do you then feel guilty after you do that? And does shoving it down really help? Did it really help? Did you feel light and bright afterwards? Or did you possibly find yourself in situations where there were more and more reasons to feel those nasty feelings over and over again. Do you find yourself repeating certain patterns over and over again? Maybe that's in your romantic relationships or friendships or professionally or with family, um, in your self-talk, maybe with your finances, which is another juicy topic. I mean, the list just goes on and it's so frustrating because you know, you might find yourself thinking, why does this keep happening to me? And you might be putting yourself into a bit of a victim mindset and thinking, God, not again. Why does this keep happening to me? And that no matter how hard you try, maybe your bank account balance seems absolutely frozen in place or your credit card debt is taunting you with its bloody balance, no matter how much money you make. Are there things in your life that just do not make any sense at all, that defy all logic, no matter how hard you try and how much focus you put on them. And that just seems to stick to you for no reason whatsoever, or supposedly no reason whatsoever. And 
the reason for that is there's usually some sort of energetic cause and you know it's a shining betrayal of some sort of imbalance some sort of energetic imbalance and the root of which is usually hidden in the dim dark depths of your subconscious mind so drumroll please this is why counseling and therapy and shadow work and doing whatever you need to do to face yourself and do a big old spring clean so yeah any sort of therapy it doesn't really matter specifically you could be doing it at home by yourself supported by some tools that work for you or you know maybe you're the kind of person that prefers working through things with a professional there's no one size fits all with this journey i've done both and both have had their place at various times in my life with various issues that i was working through but in my lived experience working through things under the guidance of a professional taught me tools and skills that eventually i felt comfortable using on my own and that's not to say that i still don't go to therapy if something new comes up because you might learn tools that help you deal with a particular flavor of anxiety or a particular issue in your life and then life throws you a curveball and you realize that maybe the tools that work to help you process one thing don't necessarily work to help you process another so it's like going to the gym for your mind we go to the gym for our bodies but for some reason there you know seems to be a stigma on working on our mental health and embracing help to do that so the truth is our subconscious mind has a lot to answer for so i'm sure or maybe not, I'm sure maybe you've heard of the iceberg analogy where the mind you are aware of is the tip of the iceberg floating above the water and then the subconscious mind that is largely responsible for your thoughts, behaviours, your beliefs, all of that is hiding underneath the surface. So our subconscious mind is a sponge up until the age of seven so basically up until that point we do not have a bs meter we accept everything that happens to us as truth and we are absolutely prime for developing beliefs that we will then carry on into our adult lives and if they are not empowering beliefs then we're kind of stuffed aren't we we've got our work cut out for us so everything that happens to us we accept as truth for the most part can you imagine just for one second all of the stuff that floated into your awareness up until the age of seven, all the comments that your family made, everything you've witnessed, the experiences that you had, all of that was forming your worldview of this is how things are, which is pretty scary when you think about it. But as we grow up, we mature, we grow, these planted seeds, you know, can grow into some pretty stubborn trees that we accept are a, a given a fact of life belief systems are incredibly difficult to change especially if you're not willing to do the work and so all of these potential nasties that you have lurking within they're, they're ruling you they're, you've programmed yourself like a computer and you're running this program on autopilot and everything that you were taught as a child which was unwanted or not acceptable or shameful or basically resulted in you not receiving the love uh, that you wanted and instead you were being shamed rejected all of that got swept under the rug and any behaviors that did not get you love from your caretakers your parents or guardians whoever was looking after you all of that got repressed so qualities that 
got your positive response were put on the highlight reel and they formed your perception of yourself. Um, even at times, maybe when it went against what you truly felt, you know, insert people pleasing. And so we go through life with all of this lurking in our shadow, this proverbial dust under the rug. And meanwhile, plot twist, our body is wired to heal itself. So when you cut yourself, you know, your skin's cut open, you're bleeding, your body gets a signal from your brain saying, you know, (laughs) red alert, come fix this. We have a problem. We need to fix this. But what happens when our mind experiences an injury? Our mind wants to heal that too. Our subconscious wants to heal that too. So it continues to try and show you experiences which bring attention to this injury. It's begging you to heal yourself. But what do we do? We freak out because what are these nasty little feelings? They make me uncomfortable. I don't want to feel it. Let's just numb it down, shove it down and just try to distract ourselves away from it. And so we suppress it until it rears its ugly head again. And then this might manifest itself as getting wildly triggered in certain situations or conversations or, you know, with certain people. You might find yourself being super judgmental and hateful towards people with for random qualities that they have, which is psychological projection. You might find yourself anxious and obsessing over certain things, which none of that sounds fun, right? And so... The tricky thing about the subconscious mind is that it's a bit of a stealth ninja. It's a covert agent. Our ego does such an amazing job of justifying our outrage and then hiding the real reasons beneath it. So what's next? What do you do next? So you go find yourself a therapist. What do you do? The path looks different for everybody. I mean, when I was having trouble living in my own head, I tried three different counsellors, each for different issues, because that's what felt right for me at the time. And this was over the span of about maybe six years. And then there came a point where I felt that going to the sessions wasn't quite as valuable anymore because I was having these conversations in my head with myself already. So from there, I started reading books on mindset, forgiveness work, even things on manifestation and how our vibration shapes our reality. And that was a great carrot to make me reevaluate what sort of energy I was showing up in and how that was translating to my external reality. And I did a few courses online, which inspired me to make my own little intro to shadow work course, which was a lot of fun. But I found that those courses really helped me in a way that in a different way to what counseling did, because traditional talk therapy has its place. And then the stuff that I was doing online with a coach, um, I worked through subliminals, hypnosis, EFT, time techniques, even past life regressions and meditations. And it was so transformational. I have no words. It was huge for me. And there was a lot of journaling. There was breath work. It was nuts. I cleared lifetimes and generations worth of trauma. And this work is so, so valuable. Everything that we clear flows on through our DNA to our children and our children's children. Epigenetics suggests that DNA, our DNA carries trauma from 13 generations ago. So imagine the hot mess you are times 13 and all wrapped up in a pretty bow and handed to your babies and their babies. 
And it's crazy. I mean, with this stuff, I reckon we're like a limitless onion with limitless layers to peel back. And when you feel that you've healed one part of yourself or one aspect of your trauma, it might rear its head a few years later and you realize, wow, there is so much more depth to this and I can heal and release so much more and get to know myself so much deeper. It was just just such a gift. Um, And look, healing the journey is not linear and sometimes yeah, I think I've healed something and I've released it and then it shows up in a slightly different version and then it trips me up again. And so I dive in and I apply my tools again, sometimes different tools. And then so it continues. I don't think that anyone's ever truly fully healed or fully whole and that this journey ever really ends. I mean, I'm not a perfectly woke individual. Uh, but I have gotten better over time at noticing the tricks that my subconscious mind and ego like to play. And as a result, my head is a much happier place to live in. And if we can come at it from a place, come at life from a place of being a clear channel, self-aware, especially if you guys are those of you that are drawn to be healers uh, or you know just holding a high vibration for the people for yourself and then as a butterfly effect it flows on to the people around you if we can be a clear channel and clear the debris within our own selves we can serve so much better at such a higher level. I noticed as an example for myself, so when I'm doing Reiki on somebody, I am a channel. It's like source energy flows through me and flows to the person that I am working with. And if I have a lot of unhealed wounding, if I'm not in a good place, if I'm processing or rather not processing stuck, really deep, uncomfortable emotions, then that affects in how I show up. That affects my ability to pass along the pure, clear source energy to other people. Because the way I see it is that my own debris and rubbish muddies it. I am unable to pass it along as effectively if I myself am not a clear, high vibing, you know, healed channel. I don't even know. I hope that makes sense. But it's kind of like, imagine you're a swimming pool and there's all this sediment down the bottom and then you're pouring in this beautiful, clean, clear, sparkling crystal water and you're pouring it in, but the more you pour in, the more it just stirs up the sediment. So what are you left with? Are you left with the beautiful incoming crystal clear, sparkling, cool water? Or are you left with a kind of muck? You know, so I feel like as healers and as, you know, just souls basically on this planet, just trying to make the world a better place, I feel like it is our responsibility to make sure that we are the clearest channel that we can possibly be. And that begins with working on ourselves with, I mean, it's our obligation to humanity, really, to ourselves, to our soul journey, to our evolution, even as a planet, to make sure that we are processing all of the deep 
dark, heavy, low vibrational energies. And it's all in service to humanity. It's it's our job, really. And that's not to say that some feelings, you know, because you're carrying shame, shame is evil. Oh my gosh, get rid of it straight away or get rid of the ego, kill the ego, as you sometimes hear people talk about. I, I don't think anything's inherently bad, but it's just we, we need to process. We need to process what comes up because otherwise it just weighs us down. I mean, you can see those graphs on the internet, the graphics that show you certain emotions and then where they sit on the frequency scale, which emotions, emotions like love and gratitude, they vibrate super high. And then emotions like fear and anger and jealousy and, you know, all of those kind of flavoured emotions, they sit a bit lower on the frequency or much lower on the frequency scale. And so if we want to vibrate high, we have to really embody the high vibrational feelings, but we cannot do that if, I mean, energy does not lie. You can brainwash yourself. I'm really good at brainwashing myself. You can brainwash yourself into thinking love and light, everything's amazing, but ultimately your energy does not lie. And if you are carrying heavy, stuck feelings in your body, they are going to turn up and you just can't, can't hide from it. So where does that leave you? What are you called to do? Do you want to seek out a professional? Do you want to read some books and watch some videos online to warm yourself up to this? Because it's a big commitment. It's a big journey. It's a big process. And it's a lot of work. Very rewarding. But maybe you might even just need to sit with it for a little bit and just mull it over. See where you're at with it. Where do you want to start? How do you want to begin to chip away at this? Or maybe you decide that it's all too hard and you don't want to, which is fine too. But if you do, then it's okay to not dive in straight away and start, you know, (laughs) working through absolutely everything, you know, with incredible gusto. It's okay to ease yourself into it and to warm yourself up to it. And, you know, just whatever you end up deciding to do, I think the critical thing is really embodying what you want to learn rather than just consuming the information and then putting it back on the shelf where you got it, forgetting everything inside. This is a problem that I've come across within myself and I guess to some degree people around me is we can absorb and receive information but it doesn't cross over from being intellectualized into actually embodied within our body to really understand it and embody it on a cellular level, that's where the real healing is. And that's where the work is. Because if it was that easy, then everybody that read a self-help book would just automatically integrate everything and be amazing. But there's a reason why the self-help industry is worth so much money and people are like junkies. They just keep, myself included, just keep you know looking for the next book the next youtube video the next podcast i mean here we are (laughs) look what i'm doing but you know we need we need to work on embodying it because if it worked just by reading it or just by intellectually processing it then the world would look very different to what it does now so I'm guilty of mass consumption and then not putting it into actual action and not integrating and embodying it. And yeah, just something to keep in mind.
Or do you want to take a more spiritual approach and get some energy healing work done or work with a shaman? Um, The opportunities are really limitless. You could choose to do an online course. You could choose to just, you know, watch a few YouTube videos and meditation and just see where that gets you. Do a bit of journaling, see what comes up and just slowly, gently get to know yourself gently excavate what's underneath the surface and it's a journey there's no pressure don't be harsh or rough on yourself go easy go slow go gentle and do it with love that's you know that's the ultimate goal is to just be a better more loving more compassionate more clear version of yourself so there's no pressure it's whatever helps you uncover these layers and process them but like I've said just before, one thing is certain is that we have a moral and spiritual obligation to do this work, to cleanse ourselves and our bloodlines and to contribute to raising the vibration of our collective consciousness. The more of a clear channel you can become, the clearer and more fulfilling your connection to the the divine can be. So go forth, enjoy, It's not always easy and (laughs) I mean if you don't like if you don't feel like throwing up are you even doing it right because some of that stuff is heavy and deep but it's so fulfilling and you know wanting to be the best version of yourself and having the courage and vulnerability to do the work for this to happen is a real strength you've got this super proud of you Um, let me know what you thought about what I spoke about. Give us a follow on our socials at Tash Talk Soul and let me know what you think. Uh, and feel free to message me any ideas for future episodes. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye.